they have stages that they've built within their offices that just sit empty after that. And they come back to us and they say, all right guys, well, it didn't work out the way we were hoping, so let's, can we resume? And so the objective with Everpost is, is to make that no longer necessary. Hey, welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm here today with Nick Lang. Nick is the CEO of Everpost. Nick, welcome to My Company Story. Well, thank you, Don. I'm a big, big fan of the blog. Thank I'm you. Sorry, and from the podcast, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so, Nick, Everpost is the world's fastest video production company. What does that mean, Nick? Why are you the fastest video production company? Tell us more about Everpost. So, uh, to give you a, a little bit of context, I started a commercial production company 11 years ago. We produce ads in the traditional way, the same way that everyone has produced videos uh, since, since that became a thing which is we'll uh, begin with creative development, we'll do the shoot, we'll do the post-production, and then we'll deliver these ads, which the brand then runs in their campaigns. And along the way, over these past 11 years, what we found is that there are a lot of friction points that are slowing the process down considerably. And those start at the very beginning, we'll spend often weeks creating and negotiating proposals. During that time, no work is being done on the actual project. No videos are being created. No one is being paid. No one is having fun. It's literally just trying to get the project to start, and it can be weeks or even and months. And that could take take weeks. To, and 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 just to be clear, these are commercials like you'd see on television, right? These are these are those types of commercials. These days, it's about 97 percent digital ads. So it's oh, so what would be an example of that kind of commercial that you're talking about? So they look like TV ads. That's where we started, was doing TV ads primarily. But nowadays, it's the videos that you're trying to skip when you're on YouTube. Oh, okay. So you're trying not to get me to skip that video and watch that content. And those are the ads you're talking about that you make that take so much time to make and develop. Okay. Exactly right. It's those. It's the Instagram ads that, that appear in your story feed uh, or in your, uh, as you're scrolling down. It's the ads that you're seeing brands running on LinkedIn. It's the, we're also making the ads that you'll see in Times Square. We've done that a few times. We'll make the videos that play at trade shows when you're at a trade show and those come back. Okay. Uh, any type of video production that a marketer needs is something that we will offer. And the process of getting there is uh, generally very slow and very expensive. So and, that's what you, and you've been doing that for 11 years then, right? Doing those yes. kind of traditional, making those ads. Okay. Exactly right. And I have the, I have the gray hairs to prove it. <laughs> Uh, and so, and so then the work starts and, you know, we'll do the shoot and we'll go into post-production and that post-production often takes a month, six weeks, uh, even two months. And during that time, we're going back and forth on revisions. It's often, you know, we'll need several days or a week to implement a set of revisions. And then finally, at the end of, let's say this, uh, typically three month process, we're giving the client these ads and they say, great, thank you guys. And then they run the ads, uh, or they use them for whatever that that objective was. Maybe they had a big event uh, that, that they needed to show these videos at or a big uh, YouTube campaign or whatever it is. And then <clears throat> what will happen is uh, typically very soon after that, they'll say, all right, guys, we, we want to make some more, but we want to make uh, iterations. We want to optimize the ones that performed really well. And we'll say, okay, great. And that starts an entire new process of 
proposals, revisions, finally that work starts, then we're doing it. So maybe it's two weeks to get this new project underway, even though it's only post-production, it's still a new project, still expensive, uh, it's still a big undertaking. And so maybe two weeks of uh, discussions on what the budget's gonna be, then the project starts. And maybe it's a week for the V1 versions, then it's another week of revisions, then it's a week to uh, finalize those once the client is happy with those edits. And so what that means is that, let's say they're running a, uh, what's called a performance marketing campaign. So that's where these days when brands are running ads on social media, they are getting real-time feedback every day about what's performing. And so let's say they have eight ads, they know that these three are doing really well. And what these three have in common is maybe uh, those feature the girl instead of the guy, or those have a certain tagline, which users, or I'm sorry, consumers really like, or a certain message, which is resonating with people. The other, uh, the other five, not so good. So they want to make three more versions of these three so that they can have, let's say, nine more new ads and then test those and continue optimizing ideally every day so they can be running better and better Facebook ads that are converting. People are clicking them and buying the thing because these ads work. Well, if you're waiting five weeks from the point when you're asking your production company, hey guys, we want some new versions, uh, until you can run those new versions, imagine how stale that data becomes five weeks later and yeah that model is outdated in a hurry i can tell i mean it just not only costs a lot more to do it that way but it takes so much time and in today's world you know that the ads with the girls are doing better than the guy with the boy in it you're going to want that ad changed and have those done right away not wait for weeks for that, it, that that's exactly and, and right now there's no way of doing it wow uh, you, you know the way that the brands so so they have these conversations with their agency and they say oh my god that's expensive and, and that's gonna take forever but the only other option is, uh, and we've seen this happen many times, clients will then say, okay, you know what? We need more control of this process. We're gonna build our own production company in-house. We'll have our own editors, our own producers, our own animators. It's gonna be cheaper for us. We're gonna, have, we're gonna be able to turn things around the next day. It's gonna be great. And then they embark on that mission. And what they quickly find is that it's very hard to find the right people. It's very expensive to hire the right people. And it's very hard, once you've found them and trained them, it's very hard to manage a creative team all year round. I'll bet, so and really, the, the, they tried to solve the problem by bringing it in house, and it just didn't solve the problem, did it? And it's brutal, and we've seen these clients disband these production people, lay people off. They have stages that they've built within their offices that just sit empty after that, and they come back to us and they say, all right guys, well, it didn't work out the way we were hoping, so let's, can we resume? And so the objective with EverPost is, is to make that no longer necessary. It's much cheaper. It's much easier. It takes a lot less of the client's time and budget to have a dedicated team at EverPost putting out new videos for them, multiple new videos per week. So, so the old model which you described, which took weeks and cost a lot of money, you saw that there was a real problem with that and customers were not happy with it. So you created EverPost. Now, what does EverPost solve specifically in that model? So here's, well, here's how we do it. Um, an insight we had a few years ago on, on a large nurture project with many deliverables that, that we were working on was, well, wait a minute, there are about eight, eight hours in a workday, five days a week. So we can do about, uh, you know, per person, about 40 hours of work on this project. Well, it's going to take two months to finish this huge slate of videos at that pace. What if we could have 24 hours in the day? What if we could hire people in different time zones who when our LA editors finish, they can pass off the project files to editors elsewhere in the world, in Europe, in Asia, in South America, who are excellent because we've handpicked them, literally the best that that country has to offer. 
we've gone and found them and they're ready and create systems that make it very efficient and easy for that kind of handoff to happen around the clock. And so we started pioneering this system that made our nurture projects much faster, much more efficient. And we realized, well, wait a minute, this is more than just a, a nice feature that we can take advantage of. This is an entire business. We have to make a business around this idea. And that was the, the genesis. That was the beginning of EverPost then, right? That was it. So really, EverPost is, is instead of having a, a, some people here in Los Angeles just working you know, nine to five on your project and going home at night, you're really leveraging the time zone and the talent all around the world to do that much quicker than, than could ever be done before and as high a quality because of the technology that you built to do this? That's exactly right. Many of the tools we use are, are off the shelf uh, and were not available five years ago. And because of the amount of people around the world that use the exact same software that we use, Premiere, After Effects, Cinema 4D, Pro Tools, DaVinci, uh, for this very high-level post-production work, now you can look in these countries and you're going to find thriving production industries. Every country has its own big commercial production market. They're all making ads. They're all trying to sell things. And so what that means is that every country has these experts, these these masters of color correction, masters of sound design, incredible editors. And because now the cloud allows us to, we've developed a process for turning this very heavy footage. Footage is uh, extremely dense, uh, especially when you're shooting it on cameras like the Alexa, which is a very common movie camera. And so you'll have literally terabytes of footage oftentimes. And to, to put that into the cloud in a way that editors around the world can pull it down, do their work, uh, and upload the project files, for the next person to, to carry on. And until the last, I'll say, two years, that was very, very cha challenging. Um, but now we can compress things uh, and we can, and there's enough bandwidth both here and, and on the receiving end that that becomes suddenly very efficient. So technology enabled you to create EverPost right now, whereas you couldn't have done it three, four years ago at all because the cloud computing and the compression wasn't available at that time. So what about, are you, the, are you the only ones in this market, the first to market, or where are you with the competition, or how do you stack up with other people trying to get into this space? We're the first ones at the, at the high end of the market. So there are several companies that offer unlimited editing. And these, these companies are, I think, a great solution for YouTubers. Uh, it's a, those are very low cost services and also very limited in that they do the editing. Uh, and so for people who need an eight or 12 or 20 minute video every day uh, and, and don't, wanna, you know, don't, don't wanna spend a lot on that, I think those are a great solution. Uh, on the other end of the market, we have clients who like Nike and Puma and AIG who need to produce very polished content. It needs to look as good as everything else they've done. Uh, and yet they surprisingly still have limited budget that just because they're a big brand doesn't mean they, they want to spend immense amounts on their videos because their demand is so high. They're producing hundreds and thousands of videos right. uh, a year amongst all these different channels and all these different markets. And so they need to be very efficient, but they need their quality standards are very different from say, your typical YouTuber. So that's really the, so the solution that you solved is for the Nikes of the world that want the demand and need the high quality, you can provide that. Where someone making, I, I can go make a YouTube video and have somebody do it pretty inexpensively and get it done fairly quickly, but it's gonna look that way too. That's the difference. That's the difference. So uh, 
kind of a, an insight that we had along the way was that our projects can't just run themselves. We can't just find great editors and great colors and great animators and say, all right, guys, here, here you go. Let's do it. We needed to have some creative vision uh, writing a script and making sure that uh, starting with a brief, then a script, and then making sure that the vision from that brief is being carried through all of these different artists' work. And so we built creative directors into these production teams. So right now what we're doing is we're, we're recruiting creative directors from WPP, Publicis, uh, Omnicom, all the big global networks. We're finding uh, you know, some of their best creative directors in countries around the world, uh, oftentimes significantly less expensive than the ones here in Los Angeles, one of the most expensive places you can live and work. And we're tapping into these incredible brains to bring that creativity that, that is you know, just as important as the quality of the editing, as the quality of the sound. So Nick, Nick, let me ask you, and for our audience to get an understanding, you started EverPost less than a year ago, or about a year ago, right? And here we are in October of 2020. How is the scaling of EverPost going? I mean, you, are you guys in a ramp up phase right now? Or are you just exploding? Or what's going on with your uh, supply and demand of your company? Yes, yes, so we're, we're, moving, we're moving quickly. Uh, we have about 30 full-time employees right now. We're doing about 50 interviews a week uh, and hiring about an average of four new employees a week. Wow, that's fast. Um, that's, a, that's a big increase right there. <laughs> well, um, it's something that was very hard to do with Nurture, which I struggled with for many years. I think it's very hard to scale a commercial production company because it's so location dependent. Pretty much everyone that's going to be on a set <laughs> needs to be able to drive to that set in the morning. Right. Uh, and the types of commercial projects that, that companies like Nurture do have a lot of moving parts. And it's really hard to create a structure that can remain relevant from one project to the next. So you're kind of reinventing the entire company, every project. And that's a terrible way to scale. So by creating structure and, and essentially by productizing a service business, which is post-production, now we're finally able to scale uh, and tap into efficiencies that because we're able to essentially underbid every post house in the US and, and um, work three to five times faster. Right, you're faster and cheaper, but the quality is just as good or better than anywhere else. So that, I mean, that's a winner right there. And that's why I imagine you're growing so quickly because there's, there's so much more demand for that kind of thing. Isn't that correct? That's, that's exactly why. So, so Nick, think, what, are, what, are, what are some of the uh, unique challenges that you're facing as a CEO at running a, an organization which is relatively new and growing so quickly? I mean, what did you run across as far as those challenges go that you'd like to pass along to our audience? Yeah, so great question. Um, I think, you know, they're, they're largely the same challenges I've always had and that I think many business owners have, which is recruiting is incredibly hard. It's so hard to find the right people and sometimes you make the wrong choice. Uh, and that can be a, a, a difficult revelation. Um, it's really hard to let people go. Uh, hard for that person, hard for the person that has to do it, and, and really hard for the team that has to watch this person go after they've been bonding with them. And, and then maybe they wonder if their job uh, is at risk because they didn't see maybe the issues that that, that, that manager saw in that person that had to be let go. So, so recruiting is really hard. And, and it's something that we're you know, learning every day and, and trying to improve every day. And, and uh, and doing our best. And then of course, uh, customer acquisition. So even when you have the, uh, you know, a great product, uh, getting that message across, breaking through the noise, you know, every marketer at, at every big brand is being assailed by offers and, and uh, inbound marketing all day long, inbound sales all day long. 
And so uh, you have to, to try very hard to be creative and, and, and think about what's going to make you stand out. So uh, I put a lot of my time into figuring out our sales strategy, our marketing, what videos can we create for ourselves that communicate what we're offering? Um, how are we reaching out to the right people? What are we saying in this very small window of attention that we get from them? Yeah. It's, now, now um, Nick, how, how do you, what do you do to make sure that you are making the, those, the, the decisions for your company to lead them in the right direction? As a CEO of the company, you know, it's on your shoulders to make the right call. And you've got a lot of calls to make with what, what, where to go for uh, looking for new customers, how to, how to advertise yourself, where to put your resources, how to interview, who to, interview, who to hire, who to let go, all of those things. I mean, where do you, what do you do to make your, get your head in the right place to make sure that you're making the right call on these things? That's a great question. And I think it, uh, it comes down to the, the team around me. So, you, you know, quite frankly, uh, my job isn't that hard anymore. It was a lot harder in, in the early days of nurture. I was doing everything. I was working all hours for years. I had no social life and it was brutal. Uh, now there are many periods throughout every day when I say, hmm, what should I work on now? And, and it's an amazing feeling because of the people that I have overseeing the recruiting, overseeing our project manager uh, workflow and our PM team, overseeing our post team. They're you know, so, uh, so much better at their jobs than I would be that I have the freedom then to say, okay, so what's you know, the big problem we're facing, let's say, is messaging. How do we com condense all of these great features into a simple message that's going to stick? And it's a hard problem. And, and I have the space and, and the time to, to think about it and work on it. Um, and, and so I think the best, it, it took me a long time to, to begin hiring people who are of, uh, with enough experience or, or, you know, the right people for the roles to allow myself the freedom to delegate and the comfort to delegate. I think it's very hard for entrepreneurs to delegate. I think we're all perfectionists. We all want everything to be done the best way possible and therefore I should do it myself. Right. And, and I think that's, uh, you know, that stands in the way of success for a lot of people. It stood in the way of my success for a long time. But uh, as I started focusing singularly on finding people who were better at things than I am, then little by little I began freeing up parts of my schedule in ways that allowed me to focus on what I should be doing, which is uh, working on the big picture for the company. So what I hear you saying, Nick, is that it's very, very difficult at the beginning. You're doing everything, you're wearing all the hats, and you're growing your business like that. Then eventually you figure out, I got to hire some really, some smart people smarter than me. You get people in there and they start doing the job for you. You let them do their job, it frees you up. But then once you get to that stage though, then how do you decide what to work on, where to spend your time. You have the ability now to do that. And then you have to decide where you're going to spend your time. Can you, in the last couple of minutes of our podcast, can you go over that real briefly of how you, how you take it to the next level? Yes. So I'm trying to, uh, I'm working on something that, that I'm really excited about called Everpost Academy. We're creating a free filmmaking knowledge database, essentially a masterclass, but free, uh, in which we are interviewing top USC, UCLA, AFI film professors, uh, working screenwriters, working film directors, working TV directors, working sound editors in Hollywood, experts at all these different, uh, all these different posts within Hollywood, teaching their craft. Uh, and the reason we're creating this is because, you know, we want to have a social media presence. We want to be creating something that reflects the culture and values of the company. 
And this is something that I always thought would be so interesting. What if the people who didn't have access to the expensive film schools here in LA and New York could anywhere in the world log in and watch an Oscar winning sound designer talk about how he did the sound design for Pearl Harbor and talk about what it was like to, to recreate those sounds and, and, and enough detail that this, let's say this, this kid uh, in Eastern Europe can sit there and learn and become inspired. And I think that, um, you know, we're in the early stages now, we've only done a few of these interviews uh, so far. We built a soundstage uh, yeah. that we're using primarily for this purpose. Wouldn't it be nice to be known as the company who is creating this incredible resource for the world and, and a resource that is dedicated to the art of film. And what a halo that will create for us as a company that creates film products to be known as the people who care so much about the artistry of film that they're creating an entire uh, you know, free academy, a free university. Of yeah, you're stuff. really paying it forward with your knowledge and experience and helping those down the ladder to, bring, to come up the ladder. And in doing so, of course, helping your firm and helping, helping the demand and helping the world out there. It's a brilliant move, Nick. That's fantastic. That's well, we're, we're having a lot of fun. It's, it's, uh, it's exciting to meet these people. I'll bet you are. Well, we've, we've run up uh, to our 20 minutes here, so it goes by quickly, I know, and I really appreciate your story. You've got a great one to tell, and, and I'm really looking forward to following your success going forward, and what a great thing. I will put in the show notes ways for people to get a hold of you, uh, but is there anything you'd like to, one final word that you'd like to pass along? I just want to say, uh, if you have friends, who should be part of this uh, podcast or if you should be part of this podcast. I think Don is doing an amazing thing. You're interviewing such fascinating people. I encourage you to reach out to Don. I think that this is uh, the kind of thing that I'm hoping EverPost Academy can be, a, a resource that's out there to inspire, to give tactical information. And so I really admire this effort you're putting into it. Oh, that's great, Nick. And what a great way to end it. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show. You've been a great guest. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Don. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to My Company Story. We have new episodes coming out every week, so please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to mycompanystory.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at don at Thanks for listening.